Hey, hey, everybody. Cable Smith welcoming each and every one of you into uh, episode three of Campfire Conversations. Today, we're going to take on the ever polarizing topic of illegal immigration uh, and the trend that we've seen with the new administration as far as the number of illegals coming to the border and also trying to get into the United States illegally. Uh, we've got two Texas landowners here who have experienced firsthand an increase in illegal activity on their property and have uh, also had quite significant property damage. Uh, we've got Jerison Herridge of Crazy Bone Hunting and also uh, landowner John Saunders joining us here today. And before I roll our discussion. Um, I do want to add that since we taped this conversation last week, Jerison actually had illegals break into his neighbor's house. Then they ran through the deer pens, scaring all of the deer, and uh, one of his expensive buck fawns broke its neck. Uh, had to be euthanized. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's expensive stuff. Um, especially when you're talking about breeder pens, whether you agree with deer breeding or not has nothing to do with the fact that this is private property damage. It is happening. Uh, in some cases, safety is a major concern. Uh, but I'll let these guys who actually are there living it day in and day out. And so uh, we'll go ahead and, and start with uh, Jerison. I've been following your account, uh, Crazy Bone Hunting, for a long time. Um, and then John, recently, uh, I was alerted to a situation that you had on uh, your ranch, and you know we've seen a lot of turmoil. It seems like along the the Texas Mexico border since the new administration took over. And I'm not really, I'm not well versed on like what policies Biden reversed. I'm not sure if either one of you are. Um, or if it was more just like, and, I, and I've read into it, I can't really find anything other than it just seems like he kind of, you know, with a wink, wink, just said, hey, y'all, come on. You know, we're not going to deport you. So um, what what have you actually seen on your ranch? We'll start with you, uh, Jarrison, because I, I saw the, the the images that that you posted of your personal experience. So what did you see during the, the Trump administration versus what you've seen in the first few months of uh, Biden's regime? Well, it, you know, if I said they weren't coming across during Trump's administration, I'd be lying to you. They were coming. But I never saw any I never saw any physical traffic, uh, uh, never had any problems that that seemed like a problem to me. Right. Uh, the fences weren't cut. Uh, nothing was ever really tore up. You know, it, it seemed like just good, honest people trying to get here and make a better life for themselves. And sure. I get that. You yeah, know, I, I can't fault a man or a woman for trying to make a better life. Mm -hmm. But it seems like lately now we are we're seeing not good things. I mean, we're, we're finding fence cut. Uh, we're talking two, three feet tall, three, four feet wide sections of fence and then lay down 
and it's it's like they're it's almost like they cut that and and said okay y'all come on let's go let's go let's go and then funneled a bunch of people through there Mm -hmm. i don't know that to be fact but that's just kind of what i envisioned was going on in that situation and you know if, if a fence gets cut it it's not sorry about that i call come in uh if i had a fence cut it could be a really big deal to me because there's extremely valuable animals on my ranch. And I mean, if, if one deer gets out, that could be a $10,000 deer. That could be a pretty good hickey out of my pocket. Yeah. Um, and, and who knows what else, and it could let other deer come into my ranch that I don't want breeding with my deer. I spent years breeding things the way I see fit and I don't want that changing. So they, uh, the last deal they came in, they, on the west side cut the fence and you're in Uvalde, and right? then yes yep okay. and then directly on the other side of the uh, ranch going to east uh we have a windmill and it seems like they may have stopped the windmill to get some water and then went to the back corner of the ranch right at an h brace a, a post and a gate where it would have been easy to climb over and they cut the fence again laid it down and walked through mm-hmm. and it uh it really, it scared me um, because I've got, the, the animals are my main concern. Right. Um, but then I have, I have a girl that lives at the ranch kind of part-time. Sometimes she's at the ranch, sometimes she's in town with friends, but you know, I'm concerned about her safety mm-hmm. because if there's a bunch of guys coming around and there's just one girl running around checking snares or something, what are they going to do? Right, right. I don't and know. I, not that these you know, she, illegal. She obviously are, carries firearms. But. Yeah, yeah. But I don't no, know. The, the they they, are not they may or may not be. But the coyotes probably are the people that are bringing them across. And, and it's common knowledge this is a major cartel operation. Um, millions and millions of dollars right. uh, that the cartel is raking in on uh, illegal uh, border crossing and. and um, yeah, it could be very alarming, especially for a female. Um, what about your neighbors, Jerison? Have you talked to anybody else in your area that's uh, seeing an uptick in activity? Uh, I don't speak with my direct neighbors very often, uh, but the ranch directly to the east of us, I do see Border Patrol there a lot because I have cameras kind of facing their ranch, and I see Border Patrol driving by daily. But the sad thing is, it's I don't think it's doing much good because those guys know those those coyotes. They know what's up and what's going on. This is not their first rodeo to come through there. I mean, they know where they're going. They know where water stops are. They know where they can stop and charge their phone because that's a big deal. Uh, charging their phones is uh, is a lot bigger deal than you would really imagine. Uh-huh. But they know where they can stop and do all that seemingly safely to them. And I'm only two miles from the border, the, the check station. Yeah. So at the way I figure in my head is what they're doing is they're getting bought back in the brush and just to go around that check station and then get picked up. Okay. Wow. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was at the ranch and the, the helicopter board patrol helicopters was, they were flying nonstop. Mm-hmm. But, and, and I haven't seen that until this year. I didn't see, I don't even know that I've ever saw a Border Patrol helicopter in the four years that Trump was in administration because it wasn't needed. The few guys that were coming across were getting handled pretty, pretty easily. Yeah. Okay. And, and John, um, 
You recently went to Houston and were on Fox News. Tell us a little bit about what happened uh, in your situation. Uh, yeah, so last week, uh, we're, we're down by Laredo and Encinal. And uh, <clears throat> last week, I put up an Instagram post of, of some of a problem we had where, where they were getting chased and they busted right through one of our gates. And it was a, <clears throat> it was a pretty big situation. I mean, it took out a gate, two H braces, and I mean, it, it, was, a, it was a big mess. <clears throat> so I, I posted on Instagram, and it kind of went, kind of caught fire and um on sunday fox news called and asked if i'd do an interview and at first i kind of declined and uh, you know i didn't want to get caught up in some of that stuff and anyway i thought about it more it was like you know it's time we start talking more about this i mean landowners are, are afraid to get to to come out and say stuff and it's time we all start telling our story so i was going to be in houston for meetings so they sent a car and picked me up took me to their studio and um, yeah, I did a, like a five minute spot with them yesterday and, um, went pretty well, I think uh, getting a lot of good feedback from, from other landowners wanting to share their stories with us. And, um, kind of seems like there's some steam behind maybe putting together a, a coalition of landowners to kind of, to get some power behind it. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it... Incinal, I'm familiar with the area. My one of my good friends, they have uh, 1,200 acres there, kind of close to Las Raices, and uh, they found a dead guy on their place. Um, yeah, we found we found quite a few as well. Really, I guess they uh, just like mur- you know, murdered, like oh wow. bludgeoned, bludgeoned to death, like bad stuff. Oh, this this guy was like they said probably in his 40s and just Ex- either exhaustion, heart attack, or exhaustion yeah. or something. Just found him under yeah. a tree, just dead. Uh, yeah. Which you feel bad for these people. I mean, it's not their fault. And and well, I think we're all on the same page. Like, hey, if I was in their shoes, I might be doing the same thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that, a- was, that was my main point on Fox News. I mean, you know, being where we're at, we, we've got lots of traffic and and, uh, we're, you know, we're, we're we're getting our fence cut almost on a daily basis. I mean, you know, luckily they, they just do one strip up and kind of squeeze through. Um, but we, we got to ride the fence once or twice a day to, to check it. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's major that we, we're in a situation, unique situation where we have two properties, one that are 25 miles apart, but one is directly west of the other, like five miles from the river and the other is 20 miles from the river. Um, so we're, we see two different situations where, uh, the one closer to the river where it's all, foot traffic where they're they've come across the, they've swam the river they're trying to get far enough to where they can meet their coyote and they get picked up and they're driving and they're with the, with another coyote driving car to try to get on the other side of checkpoints and, and pass the patrols mm. and then that's when they <clears throat> when they get caught and go run through the fences and and uh you know cre- create all the havoc so how many people we're on. I mean, did they apprehend all the people that spilled out onto your property? After they apprehended ap- uh, zero. Oh wow, wow! So this whole so, truckload full of so. Illegals. So the deal is, if if it's one officer that that you know sees the suspicion and they're going after after them, um, you know these guys are smart. Like like you said, they don't want to get caught, and uh, they 
So they, this is how they, if they stay on the highway system, it, it's a hundred percent guarantee they're going to get caught. Yeah. So they, they've got to peel off into the brush and they've figured out that due to obviously necessary protocols, these officers got to stop and wait for backup before they go in. They don't know if they're loaded up with guns. Um, so they wait. And so it gives them a few minutes to, to scatter. And by the time they get in there, you know, they're, they're out and about. They've got to go into a tracking mode and um and shit they can't even find them with helicopters oh yeah man so you're getting your fences cut on a daily basis now was that i mean yeah i mean give or take but was that consistent with what you saw during the trump administration it got better during trump for sure uh-huh. especially at the beginning when he brought in the the national guard to stop it yeah yeah remember when he first got elect elected they were coming up in these waves like they were now because they thought hillary was winning Mm -hmm. so they were ready for this same thing yeah and uh and so he he had this same crisis when he first started and he brought in the national guard and he put up a wall of people along the river and and put boots on the ground and it it stopped it in its tracks i mean it really did we didn't have we didn't have bailouts we didn't have fence cuts it, it, it was it stopped it in its tracks it really did yeah um, well, but one, but not to say it, it you know it it cured it. I mean, it still happened a, oh, a lot. We, we had just as many uh, you know people bust through the fence with Trump as we did with both Bushes and and Obama and Clinton. Everybody. I mean, this is this has been going on for a long time for us. Uh huh. Well, I think the main issue now is just yeah. the uptick in in traffic. It's like, um, and then what you see at the. I mean, we just spent. Biden just spent $84 million to put up illegals at hotels. Um, That's what I talked about yesterday. Uh, that was my main point on the news. If, if we're spending 80 some odd million dollars a, to put these people up in hotels, why can't a fraction of that come back to us landowners to help us pay for this damage that's happening on a, on a daily basis? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I talked to a friend yesterday. She called me after they, after she saw the news spot and, uh, and they're, they're a big ranch down in Heavenville, and, and uh, so they've got a lot more country. But they've had 35 people bust through the fence since Christmas Day. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I mean, that, you know, it's, it's, that's a lot. Yeah. And these are like just wow. vehicles going through their fence? That's just bust through the fence. That's, a, oh. that's not people they're apprehending or catching or anything like that. That's just incidences of people busting through the fence. Wow. Wow. Um, and that's, that's in Hebronville. I've talked to people down in, you know, further down in the Valley, McAllen, they've got big problems down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carrizo Springs or they, they're like setting up tents and camps and on people's ranches in Carrizo. Yeah. It was actually, uh, Evan Jarvis who sent me the, your page where I saw the, your experience. Um, they have okay. a ranch in, in Hebronville. Um, so he was like, yeah, you should check this out. And yeah, I, I think it's, um, like I said, I haven't seen anything where Biden just changed the law, uh, but he certainly loosened up the reins. And that's given people confidence that if they come, they're not going to get sent back. Uh, I think that's the main thing. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's ironic. They, they crucified Trump for basically inheriting Obama's mess of these kids and cages. And, and now there's, 
infinitely more kids in cages and no one seems to care. Right. So what, where's the humanitarian aspect now? I mean, just because we have a democratic. Yeah. And, and mind you, now we have a pandemic going on at the same time, you know, I mean, right. They, I think they tested 30,000 kids positive yesterday or something. Jeez. And that was, insane. is that what I read somewhere? I was kind of checked out yesterday, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, they've reversed some policies. I don't, you know, I don't claim to know what, like you, I don't claim to know what it is. I just know that we're, it's, you know, it's getting worse. Yeah. <clears throat> and so the, the agents that we spoke to when, when it, at our latest incident, um, they were saying that they've essentially had to abandon most of their patrols along the river because they're, they're spread so thin in the cities dealing with all the, all these people. Mm-hmm. Um, so their normal patrols are just gone. So it's essentially just an open border. It, yeah. it seems to me like like the new administration, there, there's no support to the local law enforcement and the Border Patrol and, and the people that really need to be out there fighting a fight. They're not getting the support from from the higher ups, uh-huh. you know, from the national level. And it, it, it shows. That's, I, I stop and talk why, uh... to Border Patrol right there by our ranch. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and I think Governor Abbott had to I call stopped. in the Texas yeah. National Guard. Which that you know, yeah. it's a it's a it's a, it's a federal problem, right? He's, he's trying to help. Yeah, yeah. Which is just shameful. Uh, it yeah, is. Call them in so that they can help, but also we need the national guard too. I mean, it's absurd. You can't have a, and you know, some people might say, "Oh, it's racist to say this," but it isn't. You you can't have a country with open borders, or you don't have a country at all. I mean, right. you, there are legal ways to come into this right. country. And I don't blame the ones that try to get here illegal. I want to just hit on that again and make sure that people understand that. But you have to do it legally. Uh, and and the system is not working. And it seems like now the floodgates are just open under this uh, this new administration. Yeah, I, I don't know how to fix it. I'm not going to claim to be the ones with the answers. But there's, there's certainly a major problem. I mean, it, it seems to be just a like I said, an open border right now. Yeah. And, they, and, it and, and you're like right. They really they, care. The border patrol, they're, they're putting themselves in harm's way. And now they've got all this, the, the, this flood of people and, and, uh, and they're doing everything they can to, to do their job and protect us and protect our property, everything, but shit, they need to, sorry, I keep saying that, but they, they need help. Yeah, they really do. They need help. Jerison, have, have you talked to the, uh, did you call the cops or border patrol? What do you do when someone cuts your fence like that on both ends of your property where it's very clear that they just passed right through it? Well, I, I normally just repair it and just say, yeah, to hell with it. They're not going to do anything about it anyways, but I did stop and, uh, and talk to border patrol, the check station. Uh-huh. And I showed him the pictures and he's like, well, where's this at? And I told him, he's like, okay, we'll try to get over there. And I said, what good is that going to do? He goes, well, it's not going to do any good. <laughs> I said, I, yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm saying. He goes, man, we're, we're spread so thin right now that it, he's, I mean, the guy seemed frustrated that he couldn't even give me an answer. You know, he's just like, man, we don't even know what to do. He said, we're spread so thin. We're working so hard, we're working so many hours and we're getting nowhere. Mm-hmm. He said, we catch five and you know, but there's every, every five we catch, there's 20 more that are coming. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And and they just they just can't they can't get on top of them. They can't control them. Yeah. And I think the illegals know that. You know, oh, it's, sure. it's uh, you know, kind of almost like a predatorial thing. You know, hey, if there's enough of us, they can't catch us all. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. they just take advantage of that and and roll. I mean, I've even got cameras. I've got Border Patrol cameras on my ranch. Huh. And we do too, every yeah. now and then they'll, you know, yeah, they'll trip the cameras and Border Patrol come out and they'll they'll snag them up and and that's great. I love that, but it's it's not enough. They would have to have 248 million cameras out, you know, and and they would still probably not even put a dent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- those things really help because the coyotes know where they are. You know, unfortunately, I mean they they do. They learn. They definitely yeah. learn where they're at. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, don't, I don't know if that's coming from, you know, moles in the system or if they just know how to track them down or what. But but when when they kind of they they move them a lot. So sometimes we have them and sometimes we don't. Um, but when when we do have them, they're, the activity is almost nothing. Hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I had, they definitely I had a guy, I had a guy uh, when I posted. um can't remember if i posted it on facebook or what but basically the situation on the border and what you guys are going through and he was like oh that's so racist uh if if they were white people you know we wouldn't be having this conversation and i again was like no if they were crossing from canada illegally and they were white it wouldn't make any difference to me you you can't have a country and just let everyone in that's not no country does that uh so to think that we can facilitate just letting anyone in that that wants to come in uh, illegally is asinine has nothing to do with skin color where they're coming from whether it's mexico canada honduras el salvador makes no difference the bottom line is you you can't just let everyone into the country Um, but you know it seems that that this administration's mindset is well kind of laissez-faire about the whole deal just eh, whatever we'll deal with it when we deal with it or maybe we won't deal with it but yeah, you guys and our tax dollars go to pay, pay for them. Right, right. No. Yeah. And so these are y'all's too, uh, you know, your experiences, but it's pretty much a microcosm of, of what everyone along the border is, is experiencing right now. Um, what about, like, you talked about the, the gal on your place and her safety. John, are there situations or, or people around you that, you know, are, are fearful or nervous about their safety as well? Yeah, it, Fox News asked the same question yesterday. The, the answer is, the, the, I have never once felt in danger. And, uh-huh. you know, and, and with our situation where we are, it's <clears throat> pretty, when you're on the ranch, you're pretty well certain you're not alone. I mean, there's almost always going to be people walking through. Uh-huh. Um, and I've never felt in danger. Of course, you see them sometimes. And, um, if we run into them and make sure they're okay, I mean, they seem like good people we won't report them uh make sure they need you know, if they need water or anything like that um so i've never felt like i was in danger i've been in danger but the the situations where they're coming through at full speed through the fence and the trucks i mean <clears throat> and then sometimes you know they'll they'll if we've got some big interstate pipelines coming through so if, if they're on a high-speed chase coming down the pipeline with the border patrol you know, and they're busting through all the fences as they come down the pipeline. Well, you know, we're 
I've got my kids out riding around on their four-wheeler or whatever, you know, all of a sudden a high-speed chase comes through. I mean, that's a, obviously a dangerous situation. It's happened a few times. Um, luckily, we've never been there for that, but, it, it, you know, it happens. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but, you know, the, the people that, that are coming through, like we've already said a few times, I mean, they're, they're just good people trying to – I mean, 99% of them are, are, are great people just trying to live the American dream. And, and, uh, you know, we can't blame them for that. I, I get it. I'm not here to judge that. What, what, we're, what I'm here to talk about is just the property damage. I mean, it, 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 it adds up. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. No support for you guys on that front. So zero, as far as I know, I mean, if, if there's a fund set up somewhere where I can get the 20 to $50,000 we're spending a year to fix this stuff, let me know. Right. Right. Well, they, they're printing money for everything else. It seems like not for, uh, for America. Except for citizens. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Maybe we could, uh, maybe we could sell them a room at the ranch for $84 million, so <laughs> six months or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right on, right on. I'll set up well, a little camper outside. For them. I just wanted to, uh, have you guys share your experiences, bring this to light. Um, it's, like you said, it's up and down the border. Um, and, and you guys are just two that I've, you know, came across personally on Instagram and uh, decided to have you guys share your experiences. So I appreciate you doing that. And I, I don't know what the, like we said, we don't have the answer, but some support from, you know, the federal government would be yeah. a step in the right direction. You know, uh, one last little thing of, I've been get, after my spot yesterday. I've been getting some hate mail, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and the majority of there's you know kind of a theme of isn't that what insurance is for? Well, maybe no, it's not a big enough problem to worth going through insurance. Uh, second one is why don't you just move, sell it, and go get a new place? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, um, and then. Uh, the other one is is like, why are you you're not spending my tax dollars to fix your fence? Go screw yourself. And it's like, okay, but you'll spend eighty nine million to put these people up in hotels, right? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It makes absurd, sense, man. Absolutely absurd, absurd. Well, hopefully, like I said, you guys will find some support uh, because I, the situation is only going to keep getting worse unless support comes. Um, I mean. The cat's out of the bag, right? At this point, um, well, Kamala's going to fix it, right? I mean, right. <laughs> it's a la it's a laughing matter for her. Yeah, uh, yeah, she's a peach. Well, you guys, hey, I appreciate the time today, and uh, I, I wish you the best of luck. As, as you guys probably, uh, I don't know that the end is in sight for you for the situation for you guys, but uh, thanks for jumping on and and just sharing a little bit about y'all's experiences. Do appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, it's not a new problem. It's just getting worse. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah thank you. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. So there you have it, episode three of Campfire Conversations. And always tough to talk about humanitarian issues, but at the end of the day, a country is not a country at all unless you have secure borders. And uh, if I was in the shoes of those individuals, um, I might be doing the exact same thing. I don't know. It doesn't really matter because it, it doesn't make it legal. So you got to have secure borders, and while that's sad, 
for basically every other country that would want to come to the greatest country in the world, right? I, you can't blame them for that. Uh, it's not feasible. So you have to be a realist and at the same time still have compassion. Uh, so that's where I'm coming from. Anyway, thanks again to Jerison and John. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Campfire Conversations. I said if I wanted you to know, girl, yeah, I'd tell you about it, I'd tell you about it if I wanted you to know. Well, it ain't you that wakes me up at 3 a.m. And it ain't you that separates me from all my friends. And it ain't you that's got me living on caffeine and nicotine. It ain't you, baby.